Jolt. The Jolt. This is The Jolt with Larry Flick on Sirius XMLQ. I remember the very first time I talked to John Grant. It was on the phone, and I was nervous <laughs> because he is so smart. I thought, oh, my God, if I sound like an idiot, it's all doom for me. And since then, we've become friends. He's a good guy. You are the Yay. most intimidating guy I've wow. met in a really long time. John Grant is with us on Sirius XMLQ. I'm Larry Flick. Do you know how intimidating you are? No. Does that I, weird you out to hear that, you're, that someone thinks you're intimidating? Absolutely. Why? Because I'm scared of people, you know, because I'm scared of people. So Are you? Yeah. I mean, I've, I've always felt like, um, I suppose because of the experiences I had uh, growing up, I sort of got into my head that, you know, people can't be trusted and they do not wish you well. You know, yeah, and so I, I think you know, I've carried that out into the world, and of course, that has to be undone, right? Yeah, because you you can't really function that way. Um, but it's it's something that's so deeply ingrained in me. Um, I'm definitely so at least you can know that I was feeling the same exact way that and you actually were. Actually, helps a lot because uh, this is before I knew you were seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, right. When I first talked to you on the phone, all I you know knew was that you had this very gentle voice, but you, mm. your music says a lot in advance of meeting you. Mm. Um, it says that you are um, immature. No, well, it's <laughs> up to interpretation. Yeah. But it says it says you're obsessed with words. Yeah, that every syllable counts. Oh man, that's so true. No fat in your songs. I am so obsessed with words. And 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 I'm obsessed with words. Mm. And and I'm a micro analyzer of words. Yep. When when I get to talk to people and think about I'll think about what we've talked about today for the next three days mm. and I will obsess on whether or not I sounded stupid, smart, if I made you comfortable, all these various things because they matter so much. You always sound uh, sovereign. Do I? Absolutely. That's very funny. I'll, t I'll take it, I think. Sure. <laughs> you sound like you're extremely comfortable, like you're in your element, like you... Never. Like you never have fretted over anything. Oh my gosh, I'm terrified of people maybe worse than you are. I don't, yeah, that's interesting. I yeah. mean, but it's, you know, just like people tell me, they say, you know, I can't see what you're talking about. I can't see what you're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah. so interesting. Isn't it fascinating? I it mean, is, it is, it is. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, why we've we've connected as people, because I think we uh, our subconsciouses, subconsciouses, see, I don't mm -hmm. know the right word, but our inner selves have kind of said hello to each other before we've said hello to each other yeah, yeah. directly. It's very interesting. So John, the, inner, the inner child is like, he's one of us. He's one of us. It's okay. <laughs> Come yeah. out and play. Yeah. Uh, so John Grant has um, um, a lot going on. He's on the road right now. Uh, and he, uh, he revealed just as I was about to turn our mics on that you finished a new album. Yes. So first, let's talk about the tour. Because how long are you out for? Tomorrow, or not tomorrow, yesterday, today was tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> We're in shapeless time, so don't Absolutely. worry about that. Um, today is the last show of this tour. Oh, really? Yeah, at the King's Theater in Brooklyn. 
which so is so exciting. How that's a great place to do a show. So how how have you found being on the road? Um, well, I have to say I was, um, you know, because we, the last several months, the last five months have been crazy mm-hmm. because I allowed, I made the decision to allow this crazy deadline to be placed upon me because of what I wanted to do with this year. And um, that meant that I had to write songs within a specific time frame and so create and, you know, make a decision to put myself in a creative space for several months. Um, and then I was told I had to be out of my apartment during the end of writing the album. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so uh, Anton and I, um, this is my better half sitting over there. Um, he and I, we we were moving in together for the first time. So that was something that was, you know, you're thinking about. God, I hope, you know, this isn't going to end the relationship. <laughs> you know, the person gets to see you every day. You yeah, know? scary, um, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but there was, you know, it's not, I felt so overwhelmed because of the, just having to make sure that I was creating on a daily basis because I, I didn't grow, I didn't learn any life skills at all. I'm completely just, I mean, Growing up, at least, you know, I think you and I have talked about before how, you know, if you're a dirty pervert faggot who does not belong in this world, then why the fuck should I learn to do anything? Mm. I'm not going to participate in your world because you're saying that there is no place for me here and that I'm not even a human. So I won't learn to, I didn't learn to cook. I never balanced my fucking checkbook. You know what I'm saying? I, I heard my mother, my father talking about balancing checkbooks and budgets and menus and, you know, real estate and mortgages. And all of these terms were not applicable to me because you're not a human and you don't, you don't need to worry about any of that shit because you're not going to have a life, buddy. You know, that's the message that was sort of that I got when I was young. Yeah, me too. Yes, exactly. Me too, so very much so. So, you know, here I am, you know, 30 years later and uh you know, just haven't learned a single skill and now you've got deadlines and you actually have managed to eke out some tiny little bit of a life for yourself, right? Where people are using these terms that you sort of heard when you were growing up that you decided you were going to ignore, right? And they're saying deadline and you, you know, must have to should <laughs> now <laughs> What the fuck, you know? It's really scary, big time, grown up stuff. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, finish the you know, so doing that, you know, making the decision to be, to have some self discipline, which is just something that I don't have. To you know, make sure, especially when your studio is in your is just in the other room, you know, if you just getting out of yourself and going into that room and saying, now I'm going to sit down and I have to create. I don't like to be told I have to do anything, mm. even by myself, you know, <laughs> <laughs> especially. We are birds of a feather, John Grant. Yeah. We are birds of a feather. So if I say to myself, you know, you must write now, you know, then the the other part is like, you don't have to write now. You're not going to tell me to write right now. You can do whatever you want. And that's the truth, of course. You can do whatever you want. You can also rot in your bed and not have a career, <laughs> you know, yeah. so yeah, yeah. I get my ass out of bed and, and go in there and do it. So then... um we go to Dallas to record the album. So I spend one single night with Anton in our new place in Reykjavik, Iceland, and then I'm off for two months. 
you know. We get we literally get everything moved in and done on the last day before I leave. I finished um I've got one song that I still sort of need to get finished and then we're on our way to Dallas to make the album. Then we rent a house there for a month and then it's immediately on the road with the Pixies after that for another month. And now I'm coming to the end of that and that's why I think my body is seems like at the end of these your adrenaline is starting to wane. Yeah, and my body's like, okay, that now's a good time for you to be sick. So, yeah, so you, you know. John, John is catching a little bit of a cold. Yeah, but you don't sound like it. Yay! Because I have to sing tonight. Because you have to sing tonight, so yeah. you you will fully collapse tomorrow morning. Maybe. Tomorrow well, actually, morning. no, because tomorrow is another tomorrow's another big day. It's a big photo shoot for the album artwork. That's ah. what pissed me off about what I chose to do to myself in the, with this schedule, which is you know that you have to do the the album artwork. The aesthetic of the record is so important. Oh yeah, as you know, because we talk about it and we analyze it. And, yes. You know what 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 is he trying to say in the pose and in the in the in the background? To mm. me, the the uh, the artwork of your records say as much about the music music as anything you sing yes at least that's how i feel well I look at I, your stuff i mean truer words were never spoke uh yeah were so never so um do you have a name for the new record can you share that um i don't know if i can share it i want to share it. i know they're revealing the album on the 15th of june okay is this going to come out before then uh we can do whatever you want yeah i really want to tell you because i want to explain it to you all right. Well, um, it's a it's a linguistic thing, obviously, of because course. we know who we're dealing with. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite conversations that I've ever had in Iceland was a very short one, and um, I was sitting at breakfast with a good friend of mine named Denny, and I was asking him how you say uh, midlife crisis. In, <laughs> in, <laughs> okay. At breakfast, I already need to lay down, John. Go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Go ahead. Let me let me let me recline while you finish talking. Go on. How do you say my midlife crisis started 20 years ago and hasn't ended? Yet? Um, oh my gosh. So he said, you know, he said, which translates to gray tickles. You get, the, you get to have the gray tickles in Iceland instead of a midlife crisis. The gray tickles. How fucking beautiful is that? That's adorable. Isn't it? I love that. I, and I said to him, I was like, that's what I want. I don't want this midlife crisis bullshit. I want the gray tickles. So... The first part of the title is Grey Tickles, which is means in Icelandic midlife crisis. Yeah. And then from, from the Turkish, um, I learned uh, a bit of Turkish because I was working in a rubber factory in summers. Uh, during the summer when I was going to school in Germany in uh, the late 80s, early 90s. And I had all these Turkish uh, colleagues um, who were teaching me a little bit of Turkish. They were really incredibly wonderful people. And uh, Turkish is a beautiful language, which I don't want to learn because it's really a bitch. Um, anyway, somebody taught me how to say nightmare in Turkish, which translates to, hallelujah, black pressure. Oh, my goodness. So the name of the album is Grey Tickles, comma, Black Pressure. I Midlife Crisis Nightmare. I love it. I love it. I love it, too. I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, Fiona, I've just told Larry the name of the album and explained to him what it means. That's okay. It is an exclusive. It's the first time that, you know. Well, we'll, you're the first. We will we will handle it with loving care. I promise you. Okay. John Grant visiting with us on Sirius XM LQ. So, um, of course, the the I have a million questions because. 
when uh, when we said hello. Yes. The first thing I noticed is how absolutely fit you look. Thank you. You look really fit, and you look really healthy, despite the fact that you feel like you have a cold. Yeah. You have a very handsome man in tow who just stepped mm. out of the room, so now we can talk about him. Yes. Uh, and so this has been going on for how long? He's very uh, cute, by the way. Oh, he's such a Is cutie. he Icelandic? He's Icelandic. Ah, yeah. that explains his good manners. Yes, um, exactly. So, <laughs> that really does explain his good manners. Um, so how long has this been going on? It's been uh, about a year and a half. Wow, so that's a that's a fair amount of time. Yeah. So um how does the guy mm-hmm. who wrote one of the best breakup albums of the last ten years mm, thank fall, you. fall in love again? Because Pale Green Ghosts, John Grant's last album, is um I say best described as a male equivalent to Jacket Little Pill by mm. Alanis Morissette. I think it mm. is scathing Beautiful. and brutal and ugly and gorgeous and vomitous and all of these various things. Um, Why you silver tongue devil? <laughs> <laughs> and you and and you leave the record thinking, I don't know if this man's ever going to fall in love again. Yeah. Well, I felt exactly the same way when I when I wrote it. I didn't think that I would ever. I didn't think. Not only did I. You know what was much worse than not thinking that you can trust other people is not believing that you could ever trust yourself again. Mm. That is the nastiest, ugliest thing and the most hurtful. And I'm telling you, this isn't a... Since you and I are uh, close, I can say this to you. At times in my life, when I got to the point where I thought I needed to commit suicide, it was because I thought, you aren't going to get it. You can't fucking learn it. You can't get your head around how to do this. That's what hurt me the most. Not other people, not what was done to me or anything like that. Just you're incapable of taking advantage of everything that's out there. There's there's a billion opportunities every single day, and you can't fucking do it because you're so emotionally retarded that you can't get out of yourself and just let go, you know, let go of all the shit that you are carrying around. You know, everybody's got it. You know, everybody's been telling you for 30, 40 years, you're not special. Everybody's fucked. Everybody feels it. Everybody's got it. Everybody's going through it. You're just, you know, you're one of 8 billion. It's all the same story. And that's true, 100%, but of course, you, it never really helps to hear that when you're going through it, does no, it? No, <laughs> no, it just pushes you deeper into the into the well. Because, you know, you've got your mother on one side when you're a kid. You're unique. You're special. You're destined for greatness. And the world is like, you're not special. You're no one. You're just one of eight billion. You're unique. You're special. You're not unique. You're not special. Everyone's just like... And you're like, well, who the fuck is telling me the truth is both of those things are true you know because you know we're we're all just it's all the same it's so funny you say it's all true because my first inclination is to say everyone lies yeah i never believe i don't believe a single person ever well i only believe people when you feel like they've i feel you know i totally get that and and i've been there but i feel like you know i feel like i can believe things that you say to me because i feel like you've tapped into the the truth about life. 
I think you have to. I think you have to. You have to establish that there's something kindred before mm. you can trust. Yeah, I mean, when I hear people, even if I don't connect with somebody, if if I hear them speaking about these truths that we know about mm-hmm. about how life really is, and if you hear that they don't take themselves too seriously, that's important, isn't it? Yeah. You know, when you hear, I think I think I really don't trust people when 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 I feel like they really believe their their own bullshit. Oh yeah. Then I feel like, uh oh, this is a danger zone. Yeah. Stay yeah, yeah, away yeah. from that. Yeah. Um, when you when you when people don't buy their own bullshit and know that the problem is coming from them, then I fall in love with them. Mm. Yeah, I feel very much the same way. Because then we can talk shit about everyone else. Well, duh, that's yeah. a given. John Grant joining us on Sirius XMLQ. I'm Larry Flick. Um, okay, so did you did you find that you um, were apprehensive? To share all of the dark parts of yourself with uh, with your partner, actually, I want to go on. Well, I want to tie this into what you asked me before because I didn't really answer your question. My my, we were talking about did I ever think I would fall in love again? And the answer was no. I didn't think I would ever be able to trust myself again. I was ashamed by how I let past relationships affect me, the power that I allowed other people to have over me, the fact that I didn't believe in myself enough to to know and, you know, the fact that I developed such a high tolerance for inappropriate behavior because I didn't feel like I was worth being treated right. Because I had become so used to being treated poorly that that's what got me off. And I thought to myself... How are you going to get out of this? The fact is, John Grant, you enjoy being treated like this. You enjoy it when somebody feels like they matter and you don't. So the problem is, and and one of the great things about having your heart decimated and annihilated and destroyed is that you're being given this incredible opportunity to figure out what the real problem is, which was never the other person. It was never the other person. It wasn't, it was the fact that you didn't care about yourself mm. and that you had gotten used to inappropriate behavior oh my God, and that you thrive you, on it. Don't you just get, how do you not, because I've been there. Yeah. I've had that, I've had that awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you not give in to those irrational suicidal thoughts because I've had that awakening mm. and yep. they've always whenever I've had that awakening they've always been followed by then what's the point man yeah because you're never going to get it because you're, you're never going to get it because eventually you're going to fall in line with someone who is going to make you feel everything it's it's, it's like you're, you're you're seeking out whether it be consciously or subconsciously people who will fulfill that negative sense of yourself. And that scares the shit out of me because then you realize that your subconscious is in cahoots with, you know, everybody else, yeah. you know, and, and that you, that something is being done that you don't have any control over. Yeah. And I think that's the part where you, where you let go and you say, okay, at least I can, at least if, now that I've become aware of this process taking place inside of me, at least I can begin the process of, that you know that I hate saying all these words. Please forgive me, everyone out there. You can begin the journey. I know. Don't we hate? Ugh. Remember when that was a good word. Now it's a yeah, yeah. fucking sucky it's a word. Re- yeah. Remember when it just meant really vile, awesome music? Yeah. <laughs> journey infinity. 
One of the greatest <laughs> records ever. One of the greatest records ever. Yes. One of my all-time favorites. And we yeah, um you can begin the journey of, you know, I want to love myself and I want to get to a place where I can allow someone else to love me and where I want to get to a place where I can allow myself to have a relationship where I can be allow myself to be treated with respect and kindness. And you're not going to believe this and I can't believe it, but you know, that guy standing out there was the thing that I needed. And it, you said, how does, you know, one like you fall in love again? How does one like us fall in love again? Yeah. And very slowly and cautiously and, and gently, I found. So when did you, when did he convince you that you were not going to send him running away? I, I sensed, you know, it was something that, it was something that I sensed right away because he just wasn't intimidated by anything. He just, you know, you, you meet somebody who's been through a lot. He had already been through, he'd been through sickness and death and, and all of these things he'd had in his life. And he was one of these people that came out the other side saying, life is great. It doesn't matter. You know, I'm going to take advantage of every day. And of course, you know, John Grant wants to, you know, John Grant doesn't think that way. You know, I don't no. think, I, I'm not the kind of guy that, you know, glass half empty, you know, definitely mm. for me, you know, yeah. for him, it's glass half full, but it was in a way that didn't make me want to vomit. It was a very because gentle he, because he real because it's real because it's, it's real because it was real and it wasn't fake. And yeah. so he changed you in a way in that you are exuding an extraordinarily different energy. God, that sounds airy fairy, but it's true. You're very different today. You're mm. John, yeah, but you're a different John than the last time I saw you. Okay, I mean, I, I, I'll take your word for it, and I believe it. You were, you were, you were. I, I mean, because we, because we've established a rapport that allows us to be one hundred percent brutal. Mm -hmm. You still f appeared very broken mm -hmm. when I last saw you, and I was, and of course I still am. But I've got this. Um, well, we're always let's 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 lay it on the table. Yeah, we are forever broken. Yes, we are forever broken. Part of happiness relies on understanding that it comes with scars yeah and that you figure out how to deal with that bingo but, period but you're not you don't you're you and when i say you look fit i mean y'all need to see john grant he's giving you arms today he's <laughs> i mean you look you know i i've always thought you were hot oh. but you're looking like universal hot not one man's hot well thank you and, i mean you know i one of the things that I did for myself that I'm actually struggling with right now, being on tour and doing the album because yeah. I've been so stressed out, is I started running a year ago, okay. which I, which I hate more than anything in the world. And but I said this time, I said, you know what, I've got to, I, because I, you know, I would, I'm always going to suffer from depression, and yeah. it's what you do with it. You know, it's it, it can make you, it can incapacitate you to the extent that you simply that you literally can't move, mm -hmm. as you know. You can't get out of your bed. And it's not an option. No. It simply isn't an option for me because I've I've already seen little glimpses of, you know, that it's that it's worth it out there, mm -hmm. in spite of the pain, you know, in spite of all the shit and the fact that you're all you're everybody you're gonna lose them in the end. You're always going to lose them, you know? Mm -hmm. In spite of that, it's worth getting out of bed. It mm -hmm. is worth getting out of bed. So I decided I was going to start running. 
And, you know, I'll share something with you. I've always had the skin. I, I write about it on my new record. My skin, I've always felt like my skin betrayed me because I couldn't, I've never been able to hide being uncomfortable from other people because my face will turn bright red. Like Mine the, too. Like the color of a fire engine. Mine too. And I've fucking cursed god i was like i was like you give me the fucking neurosis and then this fucking skin to go along with it are you fucking kidding me i can't hide anything from anybody you know how much pain i'm in you can see it i can't hide it like these fucking olive skinned caramel smooth motherfuckers out there walking around manhattan no 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 you've got to look as bad as you feel apparently and i've always hated that and i write about it on my new album because I won't even do it when it's natural. My face turns so red when I exercise that I don't want to be around other people when I do it. So I would go out. I decided I was going to start running, and I was like, well, how do you get around not letting everyone see? You know, because my whole family has it too. You know, if, if you see us in a gym, you 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 immediately go, you run, and you get a defibrillator, and you call 911, <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, we've got, a, we've got a 911 here, you know. And it's like, no, I'm just, you know, I'm just a little... You know, just exerting myself a little. I know I look like I'm dying, you know. So um, I, I go out in Iceland at midnight and jog around this pond near my house, you know. And um, it took me five months to start feeling, to, to stop feeling like I was going to die every time I did it. Mm. It took me five fucking months. I had all these people saying, ah, you know, First day, you won't be able to run around the block. Within a week, you're going to be running, you know, five miles. Two weeks, you'll That's be up such to... such a lie. You know, such a fucking lie. It took me a year to get up to running a full half an hour, you know? And then, um, and I've gotten out of it a little bit, but I'm sticking with it. You know, I'm, I'm making sure that I, that I don't completely get out of it. But that's, that's been huge for me. And you know what? I can't tell you what those endorphins do for me. It's true what they say. Same for me. Yeah. Same for me. It's true what they say. So do you ever ask yourself, John Grant, mm. why in all the various ways that you're fucked up, Yeah. why have you been spared? Why have you been given the opportunities? You know, there are a lot of fucked up people who aren't spared. I know. I, I think about that all the time, Larry, because, you know, <clears throat> it is a huge gift to be given awareness of your condition. Yeah. You're right. And but I don't understand it. But it's even a bigger gift to be able to express it and have people respond to it. Wait, it is. I mean, you... You make music and people respond. And, and I'm not just talking about people who buy music or who go see the show. People fall over themselves. People are waiting for this new record that you're making, mm. that you've just made. Well, that's good People, People are, are – I don't know if you've ever seen a bad review because I don't think I, there's one ever been written. There has. I've seen one where <laughs> – I knew you. Yeah. I knew you were going to say that. Oh I would, yeah, I could have bet my rent money and, and gone to lunch today. I mean, you know, it's funny. It's funny that you know people will write exactly what you know, they write. Some you see things that just you could have written it yourself because you were doing that to yourself anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, I see the 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 review that's like, well, he can't sing like Rufus, and he's not as smart as Magnetic Fields. What's his name? Stephen Merritt. Oh yeah, yeah. He's not that smart or clever. 
and he can't sing like Rufus, so it's just you know mediocrity. And you see that, and you and I th- I thought to myself, yeah, you know, it's funny when I saw that, I thought to myself, no, that's not true, which well, is nice. Well, first of all, why would you want to sound like Rufus or or? You don't. Even merit. I mean, you don't. I will I say res- I have respect for both of them, but I don't listen to them. Yeah, uh, I I will say that I do. Uh, Stephen Merritt is. I think he's one of the great songwriters. His he, words are. He's very funny, motherfucker. But that doesn't mean you want to hear him sing them. No, I say with, I say with with respect. Well, I do. I do. I do happen to love his voice. I mean, I love all sorts of different types of voices, and I think you know Rufus has a beautiful instrument as well, and he's an amazing songwriter. It's not about. It's it's you know they are actually immaterial here you know they I understand it could have been it could have been any anybody but you know the point is that shit's out there but no I do get I do get great reactions to my music and the thing is um, if I haven't learned to do anything you know as we talked about earlier no skills can't cook you know can't do anything you know um, I have learned. Or maybe it feels sort of like a natural process. I go into the studio and I stop worrying about what people think of me. Because I know that it has no place in the studio. Isn't it nice to have one room in the world where you can go? I thought it was the bathroom. I thought that was the only place where there was really? any respite. Seriously. <laughs> I wanna, I've been trying to write a song about the bathroom since the beginning of my career, and I haven't been able to do it yet, but I promise you I will do it. Because it's one of the only places in the world where I feel like it, it feels safe. That's funny. That's in the very, fucking bathroom. And, you know, the studio is a, is a battlefield, too, you know? The studio is a battlefield, but I'll tell you, it's in rooms like the one we're sitting in right now where I can talk honestly as myself Mm. yeah i mean it's in rooms like this too but only with certain people only with certain people only with certain people so um before before we run out of time i have to ask you about your experience of working with the uh, the bbc philharmonic you did this uh this uh, beautiful uh performance with them that was captured onto uh onto a cd um thank you and it is um a different level of 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 your songs and i'm there's one there's one track in particular that i listen to whenever i need um to purge can i guess you can try I, you'll you'll guess it wrong i know you'll guess it wrong but try okay glacier it, that's that's the second one that's the second one. Is it caramel? No. All right. I'm done. Pale green gross. Ah. Uh. Because that is the most epic. It's 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 so urgent. It makes my heart race. Wow, cool. It makes me it makes me nervous. It makes my heart race. The way it goes from this like massive orchestral flourish into the iciness of the original song mm. is is breathtaking and terrifying at the same time and your vocal in that performance is as terrifying i feel like you are in complete horror the entire time you're singing it fantastic i really do uh, and i think the reason why i respond so much to that <clears throat> over the two songs you mentioned mm. is because well, those are it's, the obvious ones. It's anyway. the le- uh, Pale Green Ghost is the least likely to take you on that kind of a 
that kind of a journey. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> because, the original, because the original version of that song is exquisite, but you don't expect that to happen with, you don't even expect it to make sense with an orchestra, with a, with a, with a symphony. So yeah. what was it like? What was it like to stand there and sing with these these amazing musicians? Uh, it was overwhelming in every sense of the word, you know? I mean, I, I I'm in such awe. You know, this ties into everything that we've been talking about, of course. You know, the discipline that it takes, the self-discipline, and the focus that it takes to become that type of musician that you can play in the the BBC Philharmonic Orchestra. You know what I'm saying? Those people, you know, those people intimidate me. You know, so... And also, orchestras are strange creatures. You know, you... you there is a... There is a, a, a process... There, you either click or you don't and luckily I did click with them because you know I excuse me I believe I made an effort to reach out to them and let them know that I that you know they weren't just an afterthought to me that they were obviously you know they they were in charge of my baby you know and mm. I respected that you know and and respected them as musicians and as individuals and um, but it was stressful for me to be surrounded by that many people and to be, because I, I get overwhelmed quickly when being around lots of people, you know, I don't, I don't, it's, it's weird. I don't like to go to concerts. I don't like to, I like to be at home in my safe space, mm -hmm. you know, I don't. Yeah, me too. And, um, and uh, so it was overwhelming, but it was an incredible experience because it's sort of, I've been, I think one of the things that you may be seeing in me that I've been forced out of my comfort zone with the last album so many times in the last two years that I, I feel like I'm starting to get to the point, you know, at the age of 40 fucking six, you know, of, of being faced with something very difficult and saying, okay, yeah, I can do this. You know, mm. for me, that's, well, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It just, you can't believe that somebody, you know, who was just, you know, who was agoraphobic, who was incapacitated by, you know, neuroses and depression and a lack of understanding about everything that you could actually get out into the world and become something and interact with people and and actually start learning to be yourself or allow yourself to be in a relationship with somebody. I mean, these, these are things that I just didn't think, you know, were possible for me. So, well, it's pretty amazing. It is amazing indeed. John Grant, it is, it's always very, very special to spend time with you because, um, your music means a lot to a lot of people. I'm going to be selfish and indulgent and embarrassing for a moment and just say how much it means to me. When I first found your music, I felt like I'd found my voice in some coming through someone else. And that was uh, horrifying and beautiful at the same time. And then to- That's a huge compliment. Thank you. To encounter you and to know that you are um, every bit the fantasy that a listener has- is even better and to have the chance to get to know you to feel like you've become a friend is a real gift and to see you looking more powerful than you realize <laughs> is very encouraging because well, thank you. because I'm searching for my power 
every day. Mm. And um, as kindred souls have to stick together, yeah? Um, I'm going to, I'll take that. Thank you so much, Larry. Good, good. So Always a pleasure. You and you know, back. you're going to come back and talk about this new record. Of course. And you know, um, you're the only person, you know, because I'm completely out of my head right now. You're the only person that I went to my manager and said, we, we have to go see Larry. Oh, I'm really flattered. So it means the world to me. It well, means the world me to too. Me. Means the world, so you know we were talking about that massive epic version of Pale Green Ghost. Now I'm going to play it because it's eight minutes of perfection. Uh, John Grant to be continued. Stick around. There's more to come. That was fun. This is The Jolt with Larry Flake on Sirius XM OutQ.